Hey guys, I'm Leah. And I'm Becca. We're here to introduce you to Grimoire Guardians, a podcast where two casual players delve through the lore of Destiny 2 and hopefully learn a few things along the way. If you're looking for a chill discussion rather than any kind of peer-reviewed analysis, you're in the right place. So um, we'll be co-hosts for the foreseeable future. I've been playing Destiny since about 2017, so I can't really credit myself as one of the OGs, you know, the people who are like, I've been playing since 2014 alpha version. But I did play all the storylines from the first game, and I've been playing Destiny 2 since launch. So I think somewhere it balances out a bit. What about you? I played a little bit of Destiny 1. I honestly don't remember what year I started. I know I started playing Destiny 2 because you made me play it. Because you wanted to play it. <laughs> me so my first ever mission that i did was on your xbox at your house um i mm, it was definitely before we graduated high school i just i don't know the exact year um so i am definitely not an expert because i wouldn't be playing if you hadn't made me (laughs) if i have one skill it's convincing my friends to play video games that i play yeah pretty much and so i've done all of the storylines in destiny 2 I don't actually know how much of Destiny 1 I've done, but Destiny 2, I've I've done all of them so far. Well, Destiny 2 does have more of them, to be fair. Yeah. But I know a lot of players from the early days will be like, Destiny 1 was so much better. That is cited from my brother, who's been playing (laughs) since 2014. And like, and routinely talks them, about how Destiny One was better than Destiny Two. Of course he does, but like, good for them. But uh, I don't know anything about it, so <laughs> <laughs> I know that it was there and that the level system was different than what it is now. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes in between the games. Yeah, for sure. And I prefer Destiny Two because it's the only one that I play, and it's the one you made me play. <laughs> so I think. People can tell from that that we're not competitive gamers. Oh, absolutely. We are straight up 100% casuals. Yeah, and the only reason I ever go into, like, Crucible or anything like that is either to mess around in, like, private matches with friends or if I really, really need a quest completed. And even then, Mm -hmm. that quest has to mean a lot to me for me to go in. I play, like, a good amount of endgame content, but... I'm not a completionist. Like, I have friends who will play every single aspect to its fullest extent. I like raids, but I'm not a professional raider. I don't do a lot of day one attempts. I certainly don't stream them. It's definitely casual. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, ever done a day one attempt. And I feel like I've only done, like, four of the raids and like one of them we did all of the time um and that's the only <laughs> one that i know and now it's gone so oh uh, it's one of the leviathan ones wasn't it yeah it was the the running one where you had to run around in the circle that oh yeah normal leviathan that was yeah. uh, the gauntlet encounter that right there shows my experience with what goes on in destiny i don't even know what the raid is called I just know that you have to run. <laughs> yeah, I only just um, completed Root of Nightmares for the first time yesterday. 
and that one's been out since Lightfall launched. Yeah, I don't so even it's, know. It's taken me some time to get around to it. I didn't even know that was one of them. I That name is completely new to me. <laughs> yeah, that one in um, Vow of the Disciple, which I also only completed for the first time, like, maybe a week ago. And that one came out with the Witch Queen expansion, so I even think, longer. <laughs> I think the only times I go into raids is when you take me into raids. That's it. I don't think I've done a raid without you. <laughs> I love Honestly, reading. At this point. You teach me how to do all of them, and then you just text me, be like, hey, you want to raid? I'm like, yeah, sure. You just we'll go hold to get game. you into more. Yeah. I'll constrict you. It's fine. Yeah, because I still want to do the, um, the Europa one. Oh, Deep Stone Crypt. I love that, that one. one. We actually had planned one for that weekend, because someone in our clan really wanted to do it, but she had to drop out. So we ended up doing Root of Nightmares instead. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want to do more. I just, they're so complicated, and I get stressed out. <laughs> they are. That's probably why I like them. I really like the complex mechanics. I think I, um, yesterday I said I actually like Val the Disciple more than Ruve Nightmares because Val has way more complex mechanics, especially in the boss fight compared to Ruve oh, Nightmares. Oh, boy. Not that Root of Nightmares isn't fun. I just really like the complex stuff and having to learn you know patterns and call outs and everything it just really appeals to me for some reason yeah you'll definitely have to be there with me then when i do that because i have learned that you teach the best oh as, thank you as evidence when we went to do ribbon and someone else tried to lead and it didn't work oh man i barely even remember that attempt <laughs> I remember it because I was stressed out. <laughs> That'll do it. Nothing sears something into your brain. <laughs> like yeah. strong emotion. <laughs> it's an interesting right. time. So I guess we should probably talk about the podcast overview. Mm -hmm. So this podcast, it's going to deal with the lore. All of it. From Destiny to Destiny 2. I know there's been retcons and everything. Doesn't matter gonna deal with all of it so with that in mind um my lore experience i think lore was actually like the big draw initially because i was like "Ooh, cool space game and then i started like looking into the lore i was like whoa this has got like mad story also so i've read like my fair share books of sorrow uh clovis ray shin malfer i think I can safely say I've read the greatest hits, but I haven't been, like, lately I haven't been keeping up with it as well. I still stay, like, informed, but not as informed as I was when I started. I was reading, like, every single piece of lore when I started playing. So I, I really wouldn't call myself an expert, but I think I can hold a decent conversation about it. What about you? Uh, I haven't read a single thing. Uh, I haven't read the lore books. Uh, the only thing I know about the lore is what the game tells me is going on. And then when I ask you a question about what happened, <laughs> like that's, that's the extent of my lore is the fact that I could ask you anything and you'll know. And then <laughs> the cutscenes is what I know about what's going on in the game. And even that I'm confused. Like they'll say something. I was like, wait, what was going on? Well, the good news for you is that 
lately, I don't know at what point they started really doing this. I'm sure I could pinpoint it if I put enough thought in. But um, in Destiny 2, they started bringing more of the lore that had just been background knowledge that only like a percentage of the community knew about. They started bringing it more into main focus. So it became like explicit in stories and dialogue and stuff like that. Like all the stuff with Osiris and Saint-14, all of that was purely lore bound before. But like even starting with Curse of Osiris, that was our first real look at, you know, what had previously been a lore only character finally appearing in the game and I love Birdman. I mean, he's like a main guy now. He is a main guy. I love my Birdman. We do. Yes. (laughs) And then the whole relationship with Saint 14 as well. Oh yeah. I'm so glad they finally, they like brought that in and was like explicit about, Oh yeah. These guys, they're married. Yeah, it's as great. they should be. So, we're no Bife or, you know, Mylan Games. No. But that's really not what this podcast is for anyway. Mm-mm. It's for fellow Destiny players who maybe not don't have, like, a lot of the time or interest to read through all the lore themselves. So we're going to go through it, talk about it, and... um share opinions it's like a socratic seminar so there's just two of us it's great oh my god <laughs> and, then if, words. and then at the end we'll see if we've learned anything there will be a test there will, oh no i didn't know that just I'll, kidding i'll start taking i would it. have to write it and i don't want to yeah that's fair wait that means i guess i would have to take the test because you know everything <laughs> i don't that's the thing i fell off <laughs> it's it sounds silly but I, I did i stopped like so much it's because of the seasonal thing i think oh yeah because there's so many lore releases now that i i just ran out of time so some of this some of the later stuff will be newer to me yeah so i guess you can I... kind of call it like a lore reaction podcast <laughs> The only time I ever open the lore books, like, in-game is so that I can get rid of the little, like, shiny notification that there's a new lore thing added. (laughs) So I just open it so it goes away. Me and my collections tab making the notification bubbles go away. Literally, that's the only reason I open collections is to, like, just make the shiny go away. Yeah, so we're not sure if this is going to be a recurring thing or not, because it really just depends on time allotment. Yeah. how busy we are but essentially it did go forward each episode would cover a chunk of the lore sometimes maybe like a, a whole book sometimes just a few selected entries because you know it's scattered all over the place mm-hmm. this stuff it's attached to weapons it's attached to armor it's attached <laughs> to like little collectibles that you have to go find in the game it's everywhere yeah Sometimes. <laughs> we have to go scrounge up the lore. <laughs> We're scroungers. Lore scroungers. We're scavengers. I mean, I did get my, my chronicler seal by doing exactly that. I had to go through and find, like, in the Dreaming City, they had all these little Ahamkara bones. I and I had to go. I'm trying to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go and, like, find them all. That, that's another thing. I literally don't have any seals either, so I do, I do so little in this game. <laughs> the easiest one to get is the destination seal, I think. Mm, I'll have to look at it. 
I mean, the seasonal ones could be easy, too, depending on how much you play the activities. But I don't usually go on my way to get them. Yeah. I, I need one I that went on my way to get Chronicler. Yeah. Yeah, seasons always have, like, limited amounts of time because the season only lasts so long. I need I need a seal that doesn't need to be completed in a short amount of time. Yeah, so you'll <laughs> want to go for, like, one of the legacy ones. Yeah. Or just, you know, one of the raid ones. Oh my. No, that is never happening. No, listen, I'm going for Riven's Bane. Do you know what that means? I'm going to have to do a flawless run of that raid at some point. Yeah, make sure that I'm not on that team. Oh, uh, you're not invited. I don't want to. You're be- actually, in fact, you're barred from yeah. joining. You're not I, allowed. I would literally cry if I was on that team. <laughs> I would just hide in the corner the whole time so that I don't die. <laughs> Yeah, for that one, I have to finish my Void-only run, mm. which it's not going to be that bad. And then I have to do a few challenges. I think I have, like, maybe three challenges that I have to do in that raid. And then it's Petra's run, which is going to be painful. And probably not for the reason that you're thinking, because it's not too bad to make it through. It's just that, I don't know how long this has been a thing, but the Queen's Walk encounter has been bugged out forever so like last time we'd get there and the person carrying Riven's heart would get teleported inside the heart at the same time which meant it couldn't be passed off so it killed everyone wow that yeah (laughs) it's stuff like that so I'm thinking about that and about how I would have to do Queen's Walk flawless if even one thing bugs out in the wrong way in that encounter that's the whole flawless run and it's at the end of the raid oh wow so if you've done everything correctly up until that point only to stumble at the finish line death yeah good luck with that let me know how it goes afterwards oh yeah <laughs> i'll be in <laughs> moral support i already warned like some of my friends i'm like you know i'm going after this title yeah. That means at some point, I'm going to ask you to do a <laughs> Petrus run. <laughs> Be prepared. <laughs> but yeah, Chronicler was like the main one I went out of my way to get. Destination mm. title, that one was just easy. And then I went for the Dredgen title. You could go for that one, that one wasn't that bad to get. And it's still yeah. relevant. It's not one of the legacy ones. I just don't like Gambit as much. <laughs> You and everyone else. That's why they tanked Gambit. I'm so sad. Well, I didn't tell Bungie to do that. I just, I'm not good at it. It's because no one played it. So they're like, okay, we'll give you one map back. And then we're not looking at you for the rest of this game. That's basically what they said in the state of the game. Wow. I know. It's so sad. All right. So since we're getting ostensibly get into the lore i think we should do a brief overview of mainly the timeline which disclaimer i have no idea about like the the time scale we're operating on i know it's centuries but other than that it's like extremely non-specific about how much time has passed except for like one instance yeah so the premise what do you know about you know how it all began. Uh, mm, this is a pop quiz. This is a pop quiz. Um, well, I know things 
were great and then things were not great and everything fell apart and then the traveler was like oh hey let me make things great again (laughs) make the solar system great again (laughs) like i know that there was like the golden age and everyone was like living for a really really long time and things were good and then like everything fell apart and i don't know why things (laughs) fell apart i just know that they did and then the travelers were good until they weren't (laughs) (laughs) then they were bad for a while and then even longer yeah, because I remember when I was starting to write the story of one of my OCs, I was going to have her wake up, like, in, like, the dark age, like, after the class and stuff, and I asked you, I was like, hey, what's the timeline for this? And you're like, I'm honestly not really sure, because they won't tell us. And I was like, cool, cool, love that. So trying to figure out the timeline involves, like, a good amount of research, and you can only really trust what has been explicitly said by Bungie because I know a lot of people have done abstracted timelines um, and I don't know how much to trust sources like Destinypedia or anything mm. so it's it's tricky but basically sometime in the 21st century well I guess we could just say 2014 since that's when the game launched there we but, go you know present day an object called the Traveler rocked up on Mars and it had been in the system before that. Like, it had visited other planets prior to visiting Mars. But when it visits Mars is when humanity's like, oh, hang on. Let's go look at this thing. <laughs> and you've already dropped some of, like, the key uh, timeline segments, collapse, dark age. But it all started um, present day with the Ares 1 mission, the first manned mission to Mars, which has not actually happened in real life yet. Obviously. In case anyone was wondering if they missed a NASA update. Mm-hmm. Or an update from our great Twitter overlord. <laughs> so there's an initial crew of four. One of them died before the mission, so only three went up to Mars. It was cooperative between the United States, China, and Russia, which, saying that out loud today, it's laughable. Yeah. (laughs) Given the current political climate of all three nations. It's okay. It's fictional. This is, yes. This is fictional. It's, it's, it's future, it's utopia until it isn't. Yeah. So their purpose <laughs> their purpose is to investigate the presence of a strange object on Mars. The Traveler. Big white ball in the sky. Yeah. And that contact with the Traveler is what marked the start of the Golden Age. Does that ring a bell for you? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> so the Golden Age is when times were great. You said it yourself. Yeah, I know that much. Times were great. <laughs> Times were really good. People lived a long time. Yeah, this was, it lasted for, like, centuries as well. I don't know how long. Like I said, whenever I say centuries, it's it's nonspecific. It has been a long time. That's all we will say. As to how many centuries. Pick your favorite number. Things were good. (laughs) People lived, like, triply as long. Technology was, like, really great for a while. And then came the collapse. What do you know about the collapse? Uh, things went bad. Um, I don't know. You know why. what caused it? I don't know why things 
fell apart. I don't know what caused the collapse. I just know things were not so good. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good summary of the collapse. So what happened was that um, the presence of an entity or multiple entities was detected in Seoul, the solar system. And that was the Black Fleet, which you now have seen in the game multiple it's times. The triangles. Yeah, the triangles. They showed up. <laughs> um, and Rasputin calculated it as an extinction level event. He was like, oh, shit, it's going south. I have to figure out how humanity's going to survive this. Yeah, let me let me fix. <laughs> so the darkness rolled up. There were natural disasters across the solar system. The Cabal invaded Mars. The Vex awakened. Um, oh yeah, the Vex were already in our solar system. They were wow. just dormant. I see. And when the darkness came, it kind of woke them up. So they were already there. But the Cabal weren't. They came later and invaded Mars. Yeah, it was going south. People were dying. We were losing like extra planetary colonies left and right. The Traveler released a pulse of energy which drove back the darkness or was believed to have driven back the darkness but now we know that it was partially like maybe that played a factor but it was partially due to Savathun betraying Nezarek who is a disciple of the witness and tricking the witness into leaving by hiding the veil on Neptune which is how that ties in got it this was added much later in the game so (laughs) We know that now. But yeah, we know that now. And then um, with that pulse of energy released by the Traveler, it created the ghosts, which you know. I do know. They're just little guys. They're just guys. They're just, they're friend-shaped. It's great. They are friend-shaped, unless you get one of the spiky shells, and then less friend-shaped. Unless they're in Maru, and you have to grab him. Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite part of the new (laughs) new season (laughs) cutscene. Get grabbed, idiot. (laughs) So after the collapse was the Dark Age, a.k.a. Bad Times Continued. Yeah. Bad Times TM. So this is when you'll see stuff like the Fallen arriving. Mm. So they come in. They were following the Traveler because they they had previously chosen their civilization only to leave when the darkness came for it that time. Yeah. So they followed it to our solar system, and they started um, like messing up our cities and everything. And this is also when you start to see guardians, player characters, yay! Characters. <laughs> At the time, they were just called Risen. So you had your good guys and your bad guys, because some of them were warlords. So they were just like fighting over control of like territory resources, you know generally not nice guys yeah and it was worse because they're now immortal having been picked up by a ghost so you couldn't get rid of them easily Mm -hmm. then you also had people like your iron lords i know you know who those guys are yeah kind of formed in opposition to the warlords and then um as well we have the pilgrim guard which is just another organization of guardians who are like helping refugees get to safety and like protecting people and stuff like that and that's where the name guardian originates from the pilgrim guard oh and then also during the dark age this is when you get the awoken showing up 
in the reef. I love those. I love those guys. (laughs) And if anything, Awoken lore is something I know like a good deal about because I was reading it for the first time. I was like, what is going on? They changed Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. So I read it a bunch and now I understand it. (laughs) If nothing else, I love them just for the aesthetic. I think they look cool. (laughs) It is a really good aesthetic. It is very cool how they live in the asteroid field. Oh, yeah. Also, just like face glows sometimes, and I like it. Yeah. Purple people. Yeah. So they're here. Uh, This is when rumors start spreading that there's like a safe haven beneath the Traveler, which, I mean, it makes sense. You know, everything's gone to heck around you. You're like, where... How do we continue from this? Someone gets the idea, hey, why don't we go find that giant white ball that helped us? (laughs) And live there. So they go there. Uh, That kind of marks the end of the Dark Age and the beginning of the City Age. A lot of overlap. But the City Age is like when the construction of the city began. So during this time, you had like, you know, your faction wars, uh, the formation of the consensus. Do you know what the consensus is? Nope. So the consensus is like the ruling body. And it makes sense that you don't really know a lot about it because it's really only in lore. It's not really explicitly mentioned ever, but the speaker was the head of it. You know that guy. Oh, I do know that guy. I miss that guy. He was very relevant in the first game. Not so much in the second. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't thought about that guy in a while. (laughs) I know. Miss my boy. (laughs) Rip. He was a real one. He really was. <laughs> yeah, he was the head of it. And then you had, like, your faction representatives. So, you, you know, the factions, they actually had some mention in oh, the, yeah. the game. Yeah, so you had, like, your Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, and Concordat at the time. It was not Future War Cult. Future War Cult came in later. Mm. But yeah, so you had your factions, the consensus formed. The Vanguard are also on the consensus. Um, and then this is when you start seeing, like, they're building society, and you see a lot of conflict with the Fallen, so they had the Battle of Six Fronts, which is when the city was attacked on, you know, Six Fronts by the Fallen. Um, and then later on, Battle of Twilight Gap, another attack by the Fallen. And possibly the only reason we made it out of Twilight Gap was because the Fallen House of Wolves was held up in the reef by the Awoken. If they had been able to join the invasion, it probably would have gone a lot worse for, you know, the city as a whole. This is all, like, I'm not even going to try and place this (laughs) in time because it's very hand-wavy. Yeah, it just, it, it happened. Then you had, like, the Concordat coup. So this guy, Lysander, who's, like, the head of the Concordat, basically rebelled against the Speaker, and that was the Faction Wars. That's when, so they squashed that, and that's when Future War Cult joined the Consensus instead. Hmm. Then you get um, Battle of Burning Lake, which is when, like, like our first conflict with the Hive, first time the Hive show up. And then you get the Great Disaster, which is when a ton of Guardians go to the moon and get stomped on by Crota. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then you have, you know, the great Ahamkar hunt. Mm. Which is when they're like, oh, these these wish dragons are dangerous. Time to hunt them to extinction. So that's a broad overview of the city <laughs> age. That's all pre-Destiny 1. And then starting with Destiny 1, you get, like, you know, everything in the game era. So it starts the Black Garden storyline. You may or may not be familiar with this. I have heard of the Black Garden. Yeah, so you get your Black Garden stuff. You go in. Um, Elsie Bray shows up as the stranger. I do remember Tells that. you to kill the Black Garden's heart. You go and do that. Uh, you, like, wake up Rasputin, which really, like, <laughs> looking back on it, it's, like, really important that that happens, given yeah. all we've seen now. But at the time, it was just kind of, like, another, just another thing you did. Like, okay, let's go, let's go turn on a machine on. <laughs> then you get the Dark Below, which is when we get our revenge against Crota by killing him. Oh, yeah. And Eris shows up. We love her. Love Eris. Homegirl. Then it's House of Wolves, which I don't, I honestly don't pay as much attention to. But you're just, you know, you're paying back the Awoken for helping you kill the Black Garden by get it, capturing Skolas. Mm. And you have the Taken King. This is oh, the big yeah. one. I this know is that. the, you know, the expansion. This is the one everyone says was the peak of destiny. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was, it was, like, yeah, it was one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't know if I can say my favorite because I can't actually, like, I have to list everything out. There's yeah. been so much, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. So Oryx gets mad because you killed his son. <laughs> understandable right yeah understandable <laughs> he shows up you kick his butt and then it goes into rise of iron which was kind of like a one-off thing it felt like but they did later expand on a lot of that mm. so that's when um you go and help out saladin against <gasps> uh, Salad. yeah <laughs> so you go help him out and then it leads into the Red War, which we know about. Oh, that's yeah. when that's when I started playing for real. I pre-ordered Destiny 2 and I started playing Oh nice. The Red War. Which was honestly, it's probably one of my favorite introductions ever to a game. Yeah, the starting mission was so good. So good. That's a really good starting mission for sure. I wish they would bring back Homecoming. Like the, they've brought back a couple or, well, they brought back the Forsaken opening mission for New yeah. Lights to play. I wish they brought back Homecoming because it's yeah. that was so fun. One of the missions ever. It was great. <laughs> and then I'm not gonna break down all the Destiny Two stuff because you know we're there lot. for that. People know about that. It's all it's all recent. Yeah, but all the stuff Destiny One and older timeline wise, it's a little bit you know not as well known. Yeah. Any thoughts on the timeline stuff? Uh, I wish that Bungie would give a little bit more uh, conclusive, like, timeline-wise, because I'm definitely someone that likes knowing when things happen, and then Bungie's like, well, it happened, and I'm like, that's so not helpful, actually. Uh, <laughs> we do know this event happened before this other event. We just yeah, can't like, tell you on a time scale. When did it? When did it happen? Because also, like, when creating OCs, I don't know how old she is because I don't know how long ago she was risen. Because Bungie, the amount of times I've written, 
give or take a few centuries. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, okay, that's that's nice. She's old. I can tell you that much. Uh, I think I saw something, like a post about someone possibly having figured out how long the Dark Age was. I have to go look for it because mm. it was interesting and I saved it and then I forgot to go back and look at it. So I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's a pretty solid example of what we can expect in this podcast. Yeah, for Just sure. Just going through, talking about it, getting a bit more specific as we go into, like, you know, actual lore entries and not just general overviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, that about wraps things up. Anything you want to add? No, not really. I mean, we're just, we're, we're two dum-dums trying to figure out what's going on in a video game, so... <laughs> We're here for vibes and vibes alone. True. That's exactly why we're here. With that, that wraps up this episode of Grimoire Guardians. If you want to find me on a social, I have my art Instagram that is bg.illu, I-L-L-U, like an illustrator file. So that is that's my art <laughs> account over there. I sometimes post on there, sometimes not. It really depends on how I'm feeling. But if this doesn't end up being a one-off, we will upload an episode every week. So make sure to just subscribe to or otherwise follow Grimoire Guardians on your preferred podcasting platform to catch new episodes. On that note, I've been Becca. I've been Leah. And we'll see you on the star side.